little nests agree, sang Beth, the peacemaker, with such a funny face that both sharp voices softened to a laugh, and the pecking ended for that time. The four sisters sat knitting away in the twilight, while the December snow fell quietly without, and the fire crackled cheerfully within. It was a comfortable old room, and a pleasant atmosphere of home peace pervaded it. Margaret, the eldest of the four, was sixteen, and very pretty, being plump and fair, with large eyes, plenty of soft brown hair, a sweet mouth, and white hands, of which she was rather vain. Fifteen-year-old Joe was very tall, thin, and brown, and reminded one of a colt. She had a decided mouth and sharp gray eyes, which appeared to see everything, and were by turns fierce, funny, or thoughtful. Her long, thick hair was her one beauty, but it was usually bundled in a net to be out of the way. Elizabeth, or Beth, as everyone called her, was a rosy, bright-eyed girl of thirteen, with a shy manner, a timid voice, and a peaceful expression. Her father called her Little Tranquility, and the name suited her excellently, for she seemed to live in a happy world of her own, only venturing out to meet the few whom she trusted and loved. Amy, though the youngest, was a most important person, in her own opinion at least, a regular snow maiden with blue eyes and yellow hair, pale and slender, and always carrying herself like a young lady mindful of her manners. The clock struck six, and, having swept up the hearth, Beth put a pair of slippers down to warm. Somehow the sight of the old shoes had a good effect upon the girls, for Mother was coming, and everyone brightened to welcome her. Joe forgot how tired she was as she sat up to hold the slippers nearer to the blaze. They are quite worn out. Marmy must have a new pair. I thought I'd get her some with my dollar, said Beth. No, I shall, cried Amy. I'm the oldest, began Meg, but Joe cut in with a decided, I'm the man of the family, now Papa is away, and I shall provide the slippers. I'll tell you what we'll do, said Beth. Let's each get her something for Christmas and not get anything for ourselves. How will we give the things? asked Meg. Put them on the table and bring her in and see her open the bundles. Don't you remember how we used to do on our birthdays? answered Joe. Let Marmy think we are getting things for ourselves and then surprise her. We must go shopping tomorrow afternoon, Meg. There is so much to do about the play for Christmas night. Well, dearies, how have you got on today? said a cheery voice at the door, and they turned to welcome a tall, motherly lady with a can-I-help-you look about her, which was truly delightful. Mrs. March got her wet things off, her warm slippers on, and, sitting down in the easy chair, drew Amy to her lap, preparing to enjoy the happiest hour of her busy day. I've got a treat for you. A quick, bright smile went round like a streak of sunshine. Beth clapped her hands, and Joe cried, A letter! A letter! Three cheers for Father! Yes, a nice long letter. He is well, and thinks he shall get through the cold season better than we feared. He sends all sorts of loving wishes for Christmas. I think it was so splendid of Father to go as chaplain when he was too old to be drafted and not strong enough for a soldier, said Meg warmly. Don't I wish I could go as a drummer, a Vivian, what's its name, or a nurse, so I could be near him and help him, exclaimed Joe with a groan. 
Meg and Amy perched on either arm of the chair, and Joe leaned on the back, where no one would see any sign of emotion if the letter should happen to be touching. In this letter, little was said of the hardships endured. It was a cheerful, hopeful letter, and only at the end did the writer's heart overflow with longing for the little girls at home. Give them all my dear love and a kiss. Tell them I think of them by day, pray for them by night, and find my best comfort in their affection at all times. I know they will remember all I said to them, that they will be loving children to you and conquer themselves so beautifully that when I come back to them I may be fonder and prouder than ever of my little women. Amy hid her face on her mother's shoulder and sobbed out, I am a selfish girl, but I'll truly try to be better so he mayn't be disappointed in me by and by.